Welcome to the Morning Sky Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know where to begin. Let me know if I sound good. Yes, day 10. It is officially day 10 of my road to 30 days live. Day 10. Out of day, out of 30. Give me strength, y'all. Give me strength. Give me strength. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to it. <laughs> Listen, I wasn't trying to do, I wasn't trying to start the fire. Oh, it's it's bad now. It's it's bad. It's gotten worse. It's gotten worse. Bros and sis. It's bad, y'all. It's bad. It's, it's, it's Michael Jackson bad. Yes. Um, first things first. Long time watcher. Okay. Love your commentary. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Shout out to everybody. J. Jermaine. Mojo. My, my, all my usual suspects. All my Cody's. My Custies. My Crimeys. Listen. Uh-oh. It's, bro, it's bad. It's bad. It's, it's, it's bad. Jim Brown bad. But we're going to get to all that. I'm going to say that for the last, <laughs> I want to say that for the last, uh, uh, story. Cause I'm going to clip that and make it his own video. <laughs> First things first, if you have people that don't like you for you being you, I want I want I want to start this this day uh, this stream off with, with some motivation. If you have people that hate on you and wish for your downfall, you know let's. This is for if you woke up today with haters. If the haters had to remind you of how much they don't like you, if you live rent free. In haters' heads. One time for you. If you have haters. Let this be your motivation, y'all. Let this be your motivation. 
All right. I'm going to run through this because I got some stuff to do and I got a late start this morning. Normally I'd, I'd have been done already. First things first, let's, let's revisit green lines. Let's revisit the green lines. We're going to use Yo Gotti and Angela Simmons as a perfect example. If you're not taking pictures like this, okay, when I say green lines is what I mean. If you're not taking pictures with your wife, lady, significant other like this, you are not dominant one. You're not, you're not the dominant one. If your pictures don't look like this with your lady friend, whoever she is, you're not doing it right. Green lines, people. They are real. Okay. Yeah, MT, I covered Florida yesterday. If pictures with your mate, significant other, wife, sneaky link, jump off, bust down, one night stand. If your pictures don't look like this, not doing it right. Okay. If your woman ain't this giddy and happy and all into you, you're not doing it right, y'all. I just got to remind y'all every once in a while how it's supposed to look. This is how it's supposed to look. And I would say go to your favorite dating coaches and pull and go to their, go to their pictures and see if their women are like this on them. If not, they're not doing it right. All right. Okay. He is into this man. Water seeks its own level. She is into this man. Third ward, I see you, brother. I see you. I see you. Hi, chief. Hi, chief. All right, all right. George Sims. Yeah, yeah, hey. If you'll go back to your, through your, your camera phone, your old pictures, do it when you were with a woman. If it ain't looking like this, not doing it right. All right, okay. Now, what do I want to do next? What I want to do next because uh, really, I, I want to get to the, the passport bros, but I don't want to shoot my load early. Pause. Um, what is this? What is this? Okay, you know what? Ty City can relate to this. Ty City can relate to this. This is for Jason Black. Once again, victim mentality. Jason Black likes to preach this race war. Okay, Let, let's, let's see a little father-son time. Let's see a little father-son time. Okay. Let's see how they do with their sons. Um, out. Racket. Dump it. Magazine. Drop it. Racket. Dump it. Magazine. Drop it. Dump it. Slow down. Dump it. Clear it. In the holster. Jason Black. This is what a race war looks like, man. This is what a race war looks like, man. Black men, what are you doing with your sons? If you have access to your sons. Black women. What are you doing with your sons? <laughs> what are you doing with your sons? The white man getting his sons ready to give y'all some act right. <laughs> Yo, once again, I'm not mad at this. I support this. 
I salute this. Okay, I salute this. Jason Black, this is what a race war looks like. Once again, let's run it back again. On. Out. Bracket. Dump it. Magazine. Drop it. Bracket. Dump it. Magazine. Drop it. Dump it. Slow down. Dump it. Clear it. One, two, three. In the holster. See? Yeah. Yeah. Y'all not ready. Y'all not ready. Y'all worried about passports. <laughs> Y'all worried about passports. <laughs> Y'all worried about passports. All right. My next clip. Oh, yes. I want to get into this. Definitely. Gilly the Kid. I've always said Gilly the Kid was probably one of the one of the better rappers to have never succeeded properly. And 50 Cent is, is probably the most dangerously smart brother in the music business. Because I listened to part of 50's audio book, The 50th Law. I maybe got an hour into it. This was a while ago. But to me, 50 Cent is clearly the most dangerously smart person in hip hop. I put his business acumen over Jay-Z, over Dr. Dre. I put him I put him right next to, to Russell. You listen to 50 talk business, and I mean real business. You know he gets it. He is that, yes. 50 is no joke. To sit, I'd rather sit in a room with 50 than Jay-Z, hands down. Jay-Z has just always been able to get next to the people to make him pop so he can take advantage of. 50 pretty much got it out of the mud. You know what I'm saying? So he breaks down Gilly's situation to a T. And despite, and, and 50 makes the best point in this assessment I'm going to play for you guys. Even though Gilly is uber successful with his podcast, he never cut it as, a, as an MC, as a solo MC. I know that eats at Gilly. I know it does. I know it does. Yeah, once again, Gilly is uber successful at the podcasting shit, but he never cut it as a solo MC, even though he had the chops. Let's let 50 break it down as nobody can. 50 is a master. Okay. If this man threw a master class, I'm going. I don't give a fuck how much how much money it costs. Let's let 50 break it down. So this happened firsthand with a Philadelphia rapper named Gilly the Kid. He was brought to my attention by the legendary Philly disc jockey, Cosmic Calf. At the time, I was riding sky high off my first couple of albums and constantly had people pitching me their artists. Kev was seasoned, so he knew the best way to get my attention was to approach me humbly. Yo, I never asked you for anything, he told me, which was true. But I need one favor. I need you to listen to Gilly's joint, because this is going to pop. I had a lot of respect for Kev, so I gave it a listen. He was right. It felt like a hit. I liked the song so much, I decided I would walk Gilly into Interscope. If you're not familiar with that term, it means that instead of making him pitch his music to an A&R person, 
I would personally take his music to the executives in charge. Having someone walk you in is what you want as an artist. It allows you to bypass all the lower-level people and talk directly to the top brass. It's especially valuable if the person walking you in just sold 25 million records for the label. Then you really got everyone's attention. I played Gilly's song for one of the top executives. At first, they weren't as soul as I was. Then I told him my plan. Listen, I don't think it makes sense to put Gilly on G-Unit, I explained. I didn't know if his sound would mesh with what we were doing at the time. But if you guys sign him, I'll give the project my full support. I'll put the battery in his pack. The executive said, okay, that changes things. Let's do it. If I co-signed it, they knew it was going to sell. We sent word back to Gilly that there was a deal on the table at Interscope. I forgot how much they were offering, but I remember it being fair. Evidently, Gilly didn't see it the same way. Nah, fuck that, he replied when Kev told him the number. They got to give me a million to sign. Once again, we're talking about a Gilly that has no track record, no real track record as a solo artist, not even a mid-level group when they was with Philly Figures. You know what I'm saying? To come in to to come in demanding a million dollars because you see other rappers getting a million dollar advance, but they had a buzz that that warranted a million dollar advance. Gilly, no. But once again, let's continue. Let's let 50 break it down. I was surprised at his response. But out of respect for Kev, I went back and told the execs what he wanted. They felt it was way out of line for someone without much of a track record. They were willing to bring him on, but not for a million bucks outright. Gilly wouldn't budge. People tried to talk to him, telling him that there was momentum he needed to harness. But he had his mindset on that million dollars. And when Interscope wouldn't give it to him, he passed on a deal. It was an ill mistake. On so many levels, because 50 agreed to back him, support him, promote him, cross-promote him, bring him on tour, Yo, when the hottest rapper in the in 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 hip hop says, "Look, take the deal, take the deal," wow. And and once again, I'm gonna keep saying the point: as 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 uber successful as as million dollars worth of game is as a podcaster. He will never, he'll never know how, how far he could have gone as a, as a solo MC. That's going, that eats at people. I'm sorry. It eats at people. They're like, damn, you know, could I have been one of the greats? Am I as good? Uh, you know, was I as good as I really thought I was? Go. As ever was, he allowed himself to get in a zone where it was all about the money. His vision was too limited. Another factor was his environment. Philly is a big enough city, but its rapper community is pretty small. Everyone knows what the other guy's doing. Gilly probably heard what Beanie Siegel had signed for or what Philly's most wanted had gotten and figured he had to hold out to be in the same league. It was the wrong way to assess the deal. Instead of focusing on what the next man got, he should have focused on a larger opportunity, which was having me get behind his project. With all my momentum, I could have given him the heat he needed and then some. I have zero doubt that with my co-sign, Gilly would have ended up making way more than a million dollars from Interscope. You ha- and on top of that, you had the, the Interscope machine behind you. 
Interscope was going to make sure you were good. Listen, there are no, there are rare flops on Interscope. <clears throat> there are rare flops. I mean, people forget like when Stefani is Interscope. People forget Nine Inch Nails. That's Interscope. They rarely flop. They don't fuck around at Interscope. If they're going, if they say they're going to push you, they're going to push you. This is the same story I told with Planet Asia. The same scenario. We beg this nigga, just give us a single they can push. But no, you want to be the super artsy, super lyrical, miracle, abajirical ass MC. All they wanted was a single for them to push. Planet Asia would have been a superstar. Do you understand? Planet Asia would, would have been a superstar. All they asked for, give us a single. What? What? He is where? Planet Asia is not a superstar. He's a hood star. He's a hood star that travels overseas to people that may, may or may not come across. He's a hood star. This here don't count. He's a hood star. He's a hood star. See, that's nigga shit. He's a hood star. He's a hometown hero here. Big whoop-dee-doo. He's a hood star. Stop inflating his status. Anywho, we begged and pleaded with that dude for months. And then whenever, whatever he turned in, we give it to them. And they were like, come on, what are you guys doing? Making us look like incompetent fools. So I, I have a personal business grudge against Planet Asia. Me personally. Because that could have took us all to the next level. But because of pride and ego and just being stupid. Stupid and just being a black man with, with no business sense. Yeah. Not only did it not affect him, it affected a bunch of people around him that were, that were rooting for him. But niggas too far-sighted to see. But let me continue. I didn't want to get along with it. Sorry about that. Instead, he signed somewhere else and several years later released an album that didn't get the proper support or attention. That was pretty much it. He never had his moment despite his proven skills. Today, Gilly's a respected OG on the Philly scene and has a popular podcast, but he never experienced the level of success he should have as a rapper. Never. And that's the, the biggest takeaway from all that. That is the biggest takeaway from all that. And I throw Planet Asia ass in there too. Focus on the potential, not the payday. When we look back at how I evaluated the Eminem deal, notice all the positives I focused on. Elite talent to work with, a lack of internal competition, and access to a new fan base. Now notice what I didn't mention. Money. I knew whatever number we agreed on would ultimately be irrelevant compared to what I would earn long term with the proper plan in place. My signing bonus for Shady Records was only $1 million. But I ended up earning so much money off that deal, the signing bonus is almost irrelevant. It might sound counterintuitive, especially in a chapter titled Know Your Value, but the first check you receive should never be your biggest concern. Always focus on the long-term potential. So this happened. Did y'all hear how he just masterfully broke that shit down? Did y'all did y'all listen to how he broke it down? 
Lack of internal competition. Like, 50 is a student of the business. You'd be a, f- and, and listen, I know Curtis Schoon had his issues with 50. I, listen, I can't, I, I'm not going to speak on that. That's none of my business. I fucks with Schoon. Schoon is, is, a, is a respected OG. I do not, will not speak on Schoon and 50. Outside of that, I don't recall any real flops or any real errors 50 has, has, has had outside of, outside of, outside of rap, right? He's a master student. He's always seeking to learn. And when he talks, like he, he just oozes that shit. You can't have a regular conversation. You can, but for the most part, when he, when he speaks, it's always some high level business shit. Always. Every interview you see him on, if it's on The View or Sherry Shepard or, you know, Sway or a Funk or Flex, high level business acumen, high level, extremely intelligent, gifted even almost. All right. So, yeah, hey, listen, I respect school. Like, listen, hey, don't get me jammed up. I don't know. I mean, my hood pass is cool, but no, 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 no. I respect the fuck out of school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, damn. Yeah, when I, when I sit back and look at, and when you look at Gilly's career, it's like, damn, bro. Yeah, you could have been one of the greats. You just one of the greats based off reputation from Philly. You know? Like, those in Philly know your skills, but outside of Philly... Cats ain't really mentioning Phil- Gilly like that as, mon- as one as one of the greatest MCs out of Philly. They're not. Usually, first person people usually pick is is Beanie, and then Oskino. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, I don't know. Maybe that's a subjective debate, but um, yeah, yeah. Fifty is I'm, every time I hear him speak. And see him just ascend and progress. I'm always impressed. Always impressed. He's always getting better and better and better and better. All right. Okay. Let's get to Alec Baldwin before I wrap this up. Okay. So there, my man. See, my man can vouch. I was production system on Power Fifty is the real deal. I, I you listen. You can just hear him speak. I know he is. I know he is. Right. Don't worry. We. I gotta get with George. Me and George. We going. George. Let's get to Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin may end up going to, to jail. Probably not prison. It, it, it depends. I don't know. Let's let the DA talk about Alec Baldwin. If you're not familiar, he accidentally shot, uh, I forget her, Hayana Hutchins. She was a PA, I believe. But let's just get into it. My special prosecutor, uh, we got the report from the Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office. We initiated an extensive review of that, and I will say that it was a, it was a well-investigated case. Uh, but we had some follow-up that we had to do, had to speak with some experts. And once we read through everything and, and researched the case law and the law here in New Mexico, we realized that we believed that there was probable cause to charge uh, Alec Baldwin and Hannah Gutierrez-Reed with involuntary manslaughter. And what were some of the key pieces of evidence that you used that factored into that decision? Well, that there was such a lack of safety and safety standards on that set um, that there were live rounds on set. They were mixed in with regular dummy rounds. Now, I didn't know there were live rounds. 
there should never be live rounds on a set. This brings back memories of the crow. But then Brandon Lee died from a from what they say a blank that somehow projected itself out the barrel into Brandon's body, which is that doesn't that's not how blanks work. But you know, but no. On this set of Rust, and the problem with Rust, it's an indie it's an indie film, so there's no studio to charge. So people are like, Well, go after the studio. There's no studio to go after. This is an independent film. And the armorer, Gutierrez, was the armorer. The armorer is the person that, that's in charge of the weapons. You should always have a uh, weapon specialist on the set just in case because you never know, just for another safeguard. But I don't know why there were live rounds mixed in with, uh, with blanks or dummy rounds on the set. That's just very telling. Nobody was checking those, or at least they weren't checking them consistently. And then they somehow got loaded into a gun, handed off to Alec Baldwin. You're right. Cassidy Beans is, is everybody's usual, usual go-to pick out of the best rappers out of Philly. You're right. My bad. You're right. Um, Farron. Oh, wow. Thank you for the 25 on the cash app. Oh, let's get into it. He didn't check it. He didn't do any of the things that he was supposed to do to make sure that he was safe or that anyone around him was safe. And then he pointed the gun at Helena Hutchins and he pulled the trigger. You talk about the safety on the set. Now, he, he, he said he jokingly pointed the gun at Helena. Jokingly. But if you go into Helena's backstory, that's dicey as well. Her husband worked for did some government shit, right? And then she was working on a documentary about children trafficking. So I understand why the woman had to go. I understand why, you know, I I honestly thought Alec was going to kind of get away scot-free, but apparently not. But let's continue. As part of your investigation, was there one thing that was done or one thing that was said that sealed it for you that this, this should be prosecuted? No, actually, I think it was the totality of the circumstances that this was a really fast and loose set and that that nobody was doing their job. There were three people that if they had done their job that day, this tragedy wouldn't have happened. And that's David Halls, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed and Alec Baldwin. If they had just done their basic duties, this we wouldn't be standing here. Can you help our viewers understand? So the state uh, state officials did a report. It was signed by the chief medical investigator saying that there was no compelling evidence that this was intentional, right? Right. So help our viewers understand if it's an accident, which most people seem to think it is, why is that a crime? Because just because it's an accident doesn't mean that it's not criminal. Um, our involuntary manslaughter statute covers unintentional killings, unintentional homicides. The, the rest of our homicide statutes cover intentional, but unintentional means they didn't mean to do it. They didn't have the intent to kill, but it happened anyway. And it happened because of more than mere negligence, because of they, they didn't exercise due caution or circumspection. And that's what happened here. And what, what's your response to, you know, there might be people in Baldwin's camp who say that you were overcharging this. Well, we disagree, and we're going to be taking that in front of a judge and, and allowing the judge to decide on probable cause. But we think that there is enough there, more than enough there, to move forward on these charges and possibly to get through the preliminary hearing stage and on to trial. And can you just break down the specific charges? So I was reading through your announcement. You say that both Hannah Gutierrez-Reed and Alec Baldwin have been charged with two counts right. of involuntary manslaughter. Can you unpack that? What, what does that mean? Well, and those are two counts in the alternative. So when this goes in front of a jury, the jury could find they're guilty on both. But since they're in the alternative, they, they will only be sentenced as to one count. Um, the first part of the involuntary that we'll be charging is that they acted with 
without due caution and circumspection, meaning they weren't just negligent in their duties, but that they were on notice, that they had duties, and that they should have done or not done something that didn't happen on that set, meaning they should have checked the bullets, they should have checked the gun. They shouldn't have even been using a live gun that day. They should have been using a, a rubber or a plastic gun. Um, all of these things go together and show that there was just this complacency lack of care on that set and um, it's more than negligence and I would say it rises to, to recklessness. The other is um, goes hand in hand with a misdemeanor, a petty misdemeanor here in New Mexico called negligent use of a deadly weapon and that is that someone handled or used or touched a gun in a negligent manner. And if we, once we show that, then that uh, can lead to the, the second alternative theory of um, involuntary manslaughter. Does it matter for you know, an actor? Obviously, there's been this discussion about safety on sets. The last time I interviewed you, you even mentioned, like, you were surprised to learn that you know, these sets operate like this in some, mm -hmm. some circumstances. But if you have an actor with what he or she thinks is a prop gun, not a real gun, is that actual negligence if it turns out that that, that gun can actually shoot? It's more than that. Um, every person that handles a gun has a duty to make sure that if they are going to handle that gun, point it at someone and pull the trigger, that it is not going to fire a projectile and kill someone. And this is really about justice for Helena Hutchins. Um, we've talked to many actors, um, A-list and otherwise, that have said that they always check their guns that, or they have someone check it in front of them. So it's not... It, an actor doesn't get a free pass just because they're an actor. And that's what's so important is that we're saying here in New Mexico, everyone's equal under the law. Everyone has to follow their duties and do what's right and take that safety into account so that this doesn't ever happen again. As an actor who is holding the gun or as a producer on the set who was negligent about the safety standards, can you help describe that? He's being charged as both. Um, he was the actor that pulled the trigger, so certainly he's, he's charged as an actor. But also as a producer, he also had a duty to make sure that the, sa the set was safe. And we know from our investigation that there had been accidental misfires prior to this, that there were people that were complaining about safety on set and so he should have been aware that safety was an issue on set and then as an actor that day he should have checked that gun checked those projectiles just a couple more questions because I know your, your time is short um, do you expect any type of plea agreement from Baldwin or Gutierrez Reed have those discussions started that's not something I can comment at this time. It's unethical for a prosecutor to, to talk about plea negotiations or potential plea deals. Were they given a heads up that this was coming? Yes. They were. And they were. How did those discussions go? Um, we have been in, I would say, almost constant communication with, with the opposing parties' counsels uh, for about the last six weeks. They didn't know exactly what was coming, but they were aware that we were contemplating charges and they were aware of what the contemplated charges were. And just two more questions. So what happens next? So once these are, mm -hmm. charges are filed, which I assume is tomorrow, right? Is that the plan? Or? It'll be before the end of this month. Before the end of this month. Mm -hmm. So then what happens? Are these defendants... Done and they ain't fucking around. Let's go. And required to come back to New Mexico, or will they be placed under arrest? How does that work? No, we will not be asking for an arrest. Um, in in typical uh, cases in this county, the way that we handle it is we'll send out what's called a summons. From that, the court will set what's called a first appearance, or it's basically an arraignment. And um, at that point, they will either have to come here or they might do a video arraignment. We have been doing those since COVID. And they will get their conditions of release and enter not guilty, please. And finally, last time you and I spoke, which was right after this tragic mm -hmm. incident occurred, uh, you told me that you know that there is pressure out there, people either wanting to charge, people not wanting you to charge. One thing you said was 
you know there's pressure, you do not feel that pressure, and you will follow the facts, and the prosecution decision will be made on the facts. Right. That was at the beginning of the case. Do you, do you still feel the same now, looking backwards? Is, you know, this obviously got international attention. Can you just talk about that? What, what was it like trying to conduct this investigation, and, and was it done in this consistent manner throughout? Oh, absolutely. Um, of course I knew there was pressure. Of course I knew that people had feelings one way or, the, or another. But that happens in every single case. And what's important to me as a prosecutor is treating everyone equally under the law and getting justice for the victims. And so that pressure did not affect me in any way whatsoever. This was a decision based on the facts and the evidence. Madam Mr. Attorney, thank you for your time. Thank I really you. appreciate it. And Kate, we'll throw it back to you. Okay, so what I want to do real quick, now here's my thing. My take on this is, I don't think Alec Baldwin should do as much time or equal time as Gutierrez. Gutierrez, Gutierrez is the armorer, the prop master. Gutierrez is the person responsible when she, he, or I forget if it's a guy or a girl, a lady, uh, when pass off the firearm to the actor, you got to make sure it's good to go. So that responsibility should fall on not solely the armorer or the prop master, but a lot of it should fall on that person. Yes. Uh, is Alec Baldwin culpable? Yes. But he shouldn't do, I don't know how much time you think he should do. Because I know there's a fire har firearm enhancement with this involuntary manslaughter charge. Let me find it. Uh, okay. They're both being charged with involuntary manslaughter. The DA alleges no one was checking the, these rounds. The rounds were alleged to have been loaded into the gun that was handed to Baldwin. So that's the first mistake. Now, the DA alleges Baldwin never checked the gun when it was handed to him. Okay, now. Now, this is how I, why I feel Baldwin is culpable to, to an extent. But let me pull up Will Smith. When, you have, when you're just in the proper gun safety, it becomes a habit. And this is the perfect example of an actor that is well-versed and not only it's firearms, but f this is the perfect video for this. And shout out to Taryn Tactical because Taryn Tactical is pretty much the Hollywood trainer to all these guys. That's where Keanu learned to shoot. Michael B. Jordan learned to shoot. Um, Halle Berry. That's, this is Taryn Tactical. If you know who Taryn Tactical is, even though he's a greaseball, even though he... Jade Struck left him because he likes to get frisky with the women because he's always he, most of his staff is women. If you know Terry Tactical, but he's a the best one of the best competition shooters. He has his own gun line. It's the uh, the 1911 Staccato. It's in the John Wick movie. Um, but this is where everyone. This is where Hollywood sends all these actors to learn how to shoot. And when you have proper training, it becomes a habit. You don't even. It's it's just you don't even think about it. So watch let's let's watch Will Smith check check a check a firearm. Level to some of the cooler, more up up to date stuff. It's not more extravagant than the second. Sorry, look. See, <laughs> that's what Alec Baldwin should have done, honestly. On top of that, he's one of the producers of the movie. It's an indie film. So once again, there's no studio to go after. All right. And look at Martin <laughs> grinning like, yeah, you shouldn't have done that. And then do it in the background looking at Will like, God damn, you really into this, this gun stuff. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's not a joke. Will Smith has, has done time at Terran Tactical. Um, Joel Kinnaman, like 
any major Hollywood star that has done serious action films, Frank Grillo, they all go to Tarrant Tactical. They all go to, let me run it back again. Watch how smooth just Will just does that. <laughs> how he just checks it. <laughs> to some of the cooler, more up-to-date up stuff. It's not more extravagant than the second movie. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible gun safety. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it's supposed to be, y'all. Yeah, Keanu, it, yeah, he has a he has a a, a room at, at Terran Tactical. All the John Wick boys, Terran Tactical, okay? <laughs> yeah, don't play, don't fuck don't underestimate Will's gun game. Like Will and, and Keanu are the two guys you do not want to get into a gunfight with, like for real. <laughs> Oh, Michael B. Jordan, his gun game is decent too. Don't sleep on Michael B. Jordan. Um, you know what? Let's see if we can pull up some of that gun footage. I would hate for Terran Tactical to try and strike me. Let's see. Let's pull up the, the gun footage. Because I know Halley had a good showing. Yeah, let's look, let's look him up real quick. Um... Let's see. Oh, you know, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do Michael B. Jordan first. Was it this one? Okay. Okay. Let's Michael B. Jordan show off his skill. Once again, Tarrant Tactical. Probably the best gunman gun guy in Hollywood right there. So everybody goes to Tarrant Tactical. Okay, so you get it. So you understand. Let's look up. Uh, you know what? Let's show the OG in action. Let's show the OG in action. <laughs> Let's show the OG in action. Oh shit, my bad, y'all. My bad. No video. Damn. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, all right. Okay. Okay. Let me do this. My apologies. My apologies. Okay, my apologies. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm okay. I, I got so immersed in it. Let me pull back 
Michael B. Jordan, and then we're going to get to the to the OG, Keanu Reeves, their time at Terran Tactical. My bad, y'all. My bad, Michael B. Jordan. Terran Tactical. I don't want the... Let's see. Nope. I don't want it with the music. I don't want to get hit for the music. Uh, all right might as well fuck it okay this is michael b jordan michael b jordan let's go Listen, Michael B. Jordan will lay you down. <laughs> hey, no, I, I I keep forgetting to switch this man's just I be having I got like fifty tabs open and multiple chats. But Michael B. Jordan will lay you down. But but as good as Michael B. Jordan is, the OG Keanu. The o, Keanu is the OG. I'm sorry. Listen, if it's one motherfucker I, I wish to never see with a gun <laughs> in a real life fight or flight situation, it is this man right here, is Mr. John Wick himself. Let's go. Listen. That was awesome. Okay, let me stop. Let me stop. This is too much. Too much gun porn. Oh. Bruh. I think Keanu can go to any spec op teams. And he, I think he'll be okay. <laughs> Let me look up Halle Berry. 
because Halle Berry had a good trading session with them too. Halle Berry was, was impressive. Halle Berry can, can, can lay it down that down range too. Now don't, don't sleep on Halle. She may surprise you. So the man you saw standing there, that, that's Terran Tactical. He may be a little fatty, maybe a little pudgy, but that man will shoot you, shoot your eyes out. <laughs> he will shoot you in, the, in, in, between the, in the, between the eyes every time. Shooter ready, stand by. Man, y'all better stop playing. Terran Tactical turn out the head turning out killers. <laughs> Terran Tactical turn out killers. <laughs> what they put in that water over there, Terran Tactical. You know what I'm saying? This shit get you hyped. Hell yeah. This shit should get you hyped. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Somebody said um, Keanu versus Jason State. Listen, man, come on, man. Keanu, listen. Keanu is, leave that white boy alone. Let me see. Let me see if I can find Will Smith. Let me see if I can find Will Smith. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's see. Let. Okay. Will Smith. Let's go. Oh damn it. It couldn't be loaded, son of a bitch. All right, let me find it somewhere else. I mean, y'all, y'all want to see Taryn shoot? Let's, let's let's watch Taryn shoot. Stand by. That's not Taryn. That is Terran Tactical. That's the guy. This is the guy they send Hollywood sends everybody to. This is the guy that will turn you into a killer. But I want to find the footage with Bill, though. Damn it. Okay, here we go. Founding. Ah, damn it. Okay, hopefully this is it. Okay, okay. Got it. Let's go. Damn good. Good. The paper was... Uh, it was damn good. Okay. Doesn't give us much context, but you see how far down range he was shooting. I wanted to see him, like, run through the targets. Um, yeah, I wanted to see him run through the targets. 
That's all I could find on Will Smith. All right, anywho, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Okay, what was my fourth topic of day? Okay, Alec Baldwin. Okay, here's what they're saying by Alec Baldwin for context. All right. Okay, the shooting happened October 21st. Cinematographer uh, Helena Hutchins killed, and director Joel Souza was injured after the gun. Uh, damn, so he, okay, fired a, fired a projectile. Alec Baldwin and the film's armorer, Hannah Gutierrez Reed, are each charged with two counts with involuntary manslaughter. Okay, the film's assistant director, David Halls, has signed a plea agreement on charges of negligent use of a deadly weapon. He will serve a suspended sentence of six months probation. Okay. Um, okay, okay, okay. All right, now, did I cover everything so far? Let me make sure. We're going to get into this passport, bros, right fucking now. Let's get into these Negroes right effing now. Okay, let me. I got Gilly, Alec Baldwin. Okay, let's go. Let's get right into it. It can't, it could just, just when you thought it couldn't get any worse. For you goofballs, it, it gets worse. Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse for you goofballs, it gets worse. This is probably the worst thing. Might want to invest in a small external monitor to check if your videos are active on your stream. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I appreciate that. Okay, okay, that's what's up. Here we go. Ready? Let's go. From sensor is sex in your travel itinerary. It's one of the travel goals for a community called the Passport Bros, meaning brothers. It's a traveling community of upwardly mobile black men. Some are- No, they didn't say white men. Didn't say Asian men. Didn't say Indian men. Didn't say Latino men. Didn't say Slavic or European. No, they said black men. Come get your 15 moments of fame. Come get it. And in the words of Pimp C, uh, when y'all was banging BMF, it was waving the flag during the good times. I'm going to need you to wave the flag during the bad times. Rest in peace, Pimp C. Let's go. Are accused of going around the world searching for... No, no, no. For damn on that. Let's run it back. Run it back. Welcome back to The Factor Uncensored. Is sex in your travel itinerary? It's one of the travel goals for a community called the Passport bros meaning brothers it's a traveling community of upwardly mobile black men some are accused of going around the world searching for a more traditional and submissive wife but is it all about sex and just a girlfriend for hire and then return home to humiliate black women in america oh oh virtue signaling like a mother oh Y'all gonna y'all gonna be the, the next public enemy logo with that target on y'all backs. Y'all gonna be that PE logo with that huge target on your back. This man just sounded the alarm. Oh, this is horrible. I'm loving it though. <laughs> 
That's the controversy that we're dealing with. One of its members, Austin Holman, is oh. apologizing for comments that he made about Brazilian women. Take a listen. What I meant by when I said that Brazilian women are easy, and I shouldn't use the word easy. I know that now. I know that now. I'm sorry. But what I'm saying is, for a man that's well-mannered, well-dressed, that has put in the effort to, to raise himself he would have an easier time in Brazil as opposed to where I was from. That wasn't always the case. Both American and women around the world are speaking out against the passport bros, <laughs> arguing these guys are using their status to take advantage of women and even calling it a form of sex tourism and sex trafficking. You guys are done. You guys are going on FBI watch list. Mark my words. You guys are going on FBI watch list. Mark my words. You guys are going on FBI watch list. Mark my words. Let's talk about it. Communication specialist Priscilla Pack and Rochelle Gemini both are here on the Factor Uncensored. We were supposed to do this last week. We're doing it this week. Mm -hmm. You have done a lot of research. When you think about and what you've heard about Passport Bros, your opinion on this so-called group. The worst thing for y'all is to have black women get a national platform, national spotlight to talk about this. Y'all have nobody to combat this. You guys have nobody to combat this. Kevin Samuels is dead. You have nobody to combat this on that, on this type of level. You guys are done and you did it to yourselves. There's nobody to blame. Don't blame Stephanie Hibido. Don't blame feminists. Y'all. Y'all blew up the goddamn spot. Y'all did it to y'all fucking selves. There's nobody to blame. Oh, let's, let's, I'm dying to hear this. Wait a minute, let me get this super chat. Sakiba, thank you, bro. He just got himself lined up. Rest in peace. Y'all have nobody with a big enough platform to help combat this. You don't, but let's go. Let's see what these women have to say. Let me tell you, uh -oh. they weren't even on my radar. Oh. You brought it up to me, and then I saw it, and I was just like, oh, that's cute. You know, guys go and get their passports. My son just got his passport last week. He's nine. So that's cool, passport brothers. That's what's up. Then I start doing the research, uh -oh. and I'm like, wait a minute. Because I grew up, you know, with two-parent household. My parents still happily married. I grew up in love. Some people grew up in survival mode, and maybe mm -hmm. they just in a whole nother dimension of trying to find love or trying to find easy situations and everything. But at the same time, it was like, why do you have to put down the thing that you don't like in front of everybody? Just that's a, that's a fair question. That's a fair question. That's a fair question. That's a fair question. And that's one question you guys are not going to be able to answer to get the thing that you do want. I don't care. But that being black women in America putting yeah. them down for women who may be of color in another country. Right, that want to be a little more... Who may be also submissive exactly. to them. Exactly. But also paid prostitution in Facts. many cases. And... Now they just put y'all in the, in the trick bag mix. They, they just labeled y'all 
tricks and johns in one sentence in one failed swoop you all have been labeled tricks and johns the media it wow see this play out in real time is astonishing and that's what they covering up and you can tell that by the way that what's his name austin was oh. talking because I saw the other videos of him going like, hey, you would have uh, <laughs> sexual intercourse with me tonight, right? And she's saying, yes, they about to really get a lick on him. That's what. Oh, sister. <sighs> Austin Holloman is a man with no country. Austin Holloman is a man with no country. Your pride will not let you come back to the States. And you're going to spend the rest of these next few years country hopping. Your reputation, law number five of the 48 laws of power, your reputation is every, it precedes you. It's everything. Guard that with your life. Guard your reputation with your life. Austin Holloman is a man with no country. The internet undefeated for a reason. Let me get to see you over super chat. Thank you, bro. Thank you for the 200 super chat. Warned them about mainstream. Yeah, y'all wanted, y'all begged for this. Y'all was doing the Rick Ross Meek Mill. I prayed for nights like this. I prayed for nights like this. Lord have mercy. I feel bad for you. Oh, I'm cringing for y'all was really about to happen because I also saw also saw some of the women from overseas saying yeah we're just trying to get a lick you know they also came out saying we we know these passport bros they not new mm -hmm. so essentially they're, they're chumps themselves yes they're simply John <laughs> on the streets of America they might be they might be some that might be actually looking for love that can't find it maybe in America but and you, you, and you right. didn't you and didn't let so. some it, you didn't let some rotten apples into y'all group and y'all there it is there. Y'all didn't, y'all let the wrong people speak for y'all. Y'all put this young man in that, at the forefront as the face. This kid is 23 years old. He knows nothing about the world. And you all, and a lot of you old heads prop this kid up. Crash test dummy. Now I done blow up in everybody's face. Everybody's got egg on their face. Now, now let's see how many of y'all wave that passport flag tough. Like in the words of Pimp C, once again. When BFMF was rocking, everybody waving the flag. Wave the flag in the good times. I need you to wave that flag during the bad times. Right? Our Chapman, the feds will be watching. Thank you for the tennis. Hell yeah. I need to call the ones out that's not doing it correctly. Because, baby, we're not just in America. You can claim wherever you want to be, anytime. I don't care. Get a passport. Go find your love. But at the same time, don't put down us just because you feel like you've had some rejection. Deal with rejection. Heal. Go do your thing. We don't care. And of course, we're not talking about all individuals who may travel out of the country. But Priscilla, for those who may be taking advantage of women out there and then 
trying to humiliate black women in America. Your thoughts about that? I think it's really, really sad. Mm. Like, I look at them, and I almost want to pity them, but then I don't, because there's a level of ignorance um, that's deplorable. <laughs> Go ahead and use that word today. I think that um, they are taking advantage, at least for, from what they project themselves to be as a group, they're taking advantage of gender gaps and economic opportunities that are not there in these other countries that are present mm. for us in, in America, mm -hmm. in the States, in Canada, in Scandinavia, all over the world, and not even, not even thinking back to the history of why are women and people made to be so independent in this country today. I think there's so, so many factors that they shove to the side for their preferences and trying to deem it a movement, which is so disappointing to hear. The civil rights movement was a movement. Facts. <laughs> Facts. You know, anti-apartheid movement was a movement. So I'm thinking of passport bros like this is a shame. You could really take advantage of your opportunity to educate people on how to get a passport, wow. to go overseas, travel the world, and to learn, Do and not business. just make it be about sex. And the fact that now you're putting this stigma on people and black people in America that that is literally mushing us down. I hate that I said mushing couldn't find a better word right then. <laughs> right. But like bringing us down. Means. Right. They they all know. They know. Um, but what does that but do to hear for really our perspective? Quick, talk so some of them, some of them, not all of them, mm -hmm. talk so badly about black women in America, saying you guys are too bossy, you're too much, you're not feminine enough for them. I think that. That sounds a lot to me like um, insecurities and the inability to seek what you want wow. with what you have, where you are. That's what I really think about that. It okay, let's not be stupid. These women are sassy, especially the poet chick. I, she looks like a handful. I would probably still fuck with her though, just because. <laughs> just because I like a challenge. <laughs> I'm just saying. Let's be fair. Uh, what they should have had was two two men from the from the passport bros to counter their arguments so this is clearly a hit piece smear can't campaign smear tactic doesn't matter the game is it's a dirty game but what they should have had was two brothers to come speak out to counter their points but because they don't and this is going to run wild and run rampant and you guys are going to be too late to come with the, the, the pushback and the optics are already set in place. We done told you knuckleheads for years. The optics you guys are pushing and everything. All, all, I, all I keep hearing is, well, the white men, the white. You can't move like white dudes. You can't move like Europeans. You can't move like Asians. You can't move like Hispanics. You can't move. You're not them. You're a special case. Sorry, the world's not fair. I, I, like adapt and move accordingly. Now you got a target. Now you got the PE logo on your back. Let's go. It, it almost it almost disgusts me and it's borderline gaslighting to sit here and treat American women, American black women and, and try to shut us down because we may be educated or, or have the ability to obtain certain finances and social status that we're not in other countries. And you attract. It's a shame. What you put out there too. It's a shame. All right. Like don't put that on us. Don't put that on us. Thank you ladies for joining us here on the Fact Around Since it's still ahead on the. Okay. I want to chop this up and get his own separate video. I hope y'all happy. Y'all getting the worldwide attention you so long for. I absolutely oh, hate it. Pricking back your ass out of here. Um, I hope everybody is happy with the results. There's nobody to blame. Please don't blame no Brazilian feminist that's married to a white man. Stop all that nonsense. 
Please make more thought-provoking videos about why you niggas have egg on your faces at this point. So with that being said, I'm going to wrap this up, get up out of here. Thank everybody for hanging out with your boy. Do me a favor. If you got a hater in your life, if you woke up this morning, you had haters that don't like you for whatever reason on your way out. Do this one time for your boy. One time for your boy, for all your haters. If you woke up this morning with haters, let's go. I'll see y'all in a couple hours. Y'all have a good one. Peace.